the latest is that the UN command at Panmunjom, which actually controls that part for us, uh, has acknowledged having contact with the North Koreans. But there's been no formal announcement by the North Koreans that they have Private King in their custody, but it clearly seems that, that is the case. Also, no reports on his particular condition. And obviously, this is a somewhat bizarre story because it does appear King was en route back to the United States for disciplinary action and probably some kind of an administrative discharge, if not court martial, when he eluded his escorts there at the airport, made his way to a tourist facility there at the airport that provides bus tours of the DMZ, sign up for one, goes up to the DMZ, and then as it's described of his own volition, walks across that narrow piece of black uh, stone there, which delineates the separation at Panmunjom that Donald Trump famously walked across in 2019 and entered North Korea. Uh, Jeff, this doesn't happen much, and, and I think that's important for the audience to know that I think it's been, what, 40 years since this has really happened to a military member from the United States. That's what makes this stand out so much. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often. It, it has happened those four or five ten times since the end of the Korean War back in 1953. Uh, one guy I recall who travels into North Korea ended up staying there for many, many years, uh, became quite a somewhat of a propaganda celebrity, uh, actually married a North Korean woman and raised a family. And then eventually, as a rather elderly guy, oh, 10 years ago or so, uh, returned to across the, into the South and into the custody of the United States. Uh, he was subsequently court-martialed, but frankly, I don't know what happened to him. But you're quite right, this does not happen with any great frequency. Military consultant with CBS News, Jeff McCoslin, joining us. Jeff, a lot of people have been wondering about military secrets, but he's a private, Private Travis King. What does he know at that stage? Educate us that in the ranking of military. What could he possibly provide the, the North Koreans? I would say very, very little. He was over there on a rotational assignment. His unit from the 1st Armored Division out of El Paso, Texas, was there for the training exercise. He would obviously know a good deal about the employment of the basic weapon systems that he was assigned, whether it was a Bradley fighting vehicle or a striker and the main weapons there. That's pretty basic tactical stuff. He would know nothing about U.S. war plans in, the, if, in case of a conflict on the Korean Peninsula or obviously U.S. nuclear posture. But they will definitely try to get as much information out of him as they can. And obviously, I think they'll also try to exploit this event for propaganda purposes. Jeff, with what you know and what we've seen in this story, it seems like this was pretty well planned out by Private King. With him going over across that military zone, as you pointed out, he had an agenda there. What, what do you think? And, you know, educate us a little bit because he was under disciplinary action, the person that is, and then he eludes the folks at the airport and crosses into the military zone. Yeah, I don't know if it was well planned or if it could have been spontaneous. What we do know is he had been arrested by the Koreans for being involved in a fight or something at a bar or restaurant in a Korean town. He then got an altercation with the police. Police uh, apparently did some damage to a police vehicle, was held in custody by them for a certain period of time before being returned to U.S. military forces. And that's normally the case because of the status of forces agreement that covers the conduct and the treatment of U.S. military forces in any country. We have those agreements with every country where U.S. forces are operating. The King was then going to be sent back to his unit in the United States, which had rotated home. 
uh, and he was either going to face a court-martial or very possibly an administrative discharge. So life wasn't looking too good for him. And it's possible he either planned this or just made a sudden decision there at the airport, which will be one of the worst decisions uh, he ever made uh, to make his way on this bus tour to the peninsula or to the DMZ. What was his motivation? Hard to say. Maybe he thought his life would be better than it was going to be when he got home. Maybe he thought this was, you know, the people sometimes assault police because they think it's a quick way to commit suicide because they'll be shot by the police. And so maybe he thought that's what would happen to him. But all that is speculation, Ray, until we can eventually recover this guy and find out what, what he was thinking about. And this goes right in line, right, Jeff? You and I have talked through the years. North Korea is always looking to get themselves at the table and getting headlines, whether it's putting missiles out in the peninsula, over Japan, or in this situation right here. It gives them a little cachet and for them to use how they want to use it. That's exactly right. A certain degree of notoriety. And it comes at a difficult moment because tensions between us and the North Koreans have been rising. They tested an ICBM uh, a few weeks ago, which was a solid fuel vehicle, and clearly suggests that it has a range to strike the United States. I want to add quickly that we haven't seen them demonstrate the capability to create a warhead that would survive reentry through the atmosphere that they could accompany on that missile, but they certainly have that range and they can take your missile system. At the same time, the United States had the first visit by one of our nuclear submarines to a South Korean port since the 1980s and was also in the midst of a nuclear consultations as part of a new Korean-U.S. nuclear consultative group that all these things have been established by the Washington Declaration created by President Biden and the President of South Korea during his visit to the White House back in April. So that was all going on in, in the after, in the, during this time of King's uh, departure. And then subsequently, we have seen the North Koreans fire several cruise missiles and short-range missiles over the last few days into the Sea, sea of Japan just to underscore and, uh, tensions and remind everybody that they're still around. And Jeff, at the very least, it put, this puts the president in the country in another one of those precarious situations where they're darned if they don't and darned if they do as far as getting the private back into the country. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It's going to be, I think, very difficult. Uh, normally, under these circumstances, uh, what happens is some luminary, Bill Richardson, former governor of Mexico, was one. I think uh, Pompeo, Secretary of State, went one time. I think Bill Clinton went one time uh, to North Korea, some well-known person in the U.S., and they transfer that person then to him or her, uh, trying to score some kind of a propaganda victory. But you know, Ray, I'm not certain that the North Koreans might not hang on to this guy uh-huh. for some period of time uh, to, again, extract any intel and also to exploit the obvious propaganda advantage. Jeff, great stuff this morning. Thanks again for, for making time with us. Always appreciate your insight. Take care, Ray.